And welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And Ted T.S. Sparides. And uh, is this, do you have a question of the day? Is that where we're uh, taking this? Um, or I know what we're talking about, but I yeah, forgot. I wouldn't call it a... Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't a question that we received, but okay. I think it's a... It's a Q&A type podcast. Okay. Q&A type podcast um, kind of flows well. That's kind of where we got the idea of, you know, with the new rule of quick starts um, and, you know, refs and, and the game of lacrosse trying to speed up the game of play Yeah, um, is kind of where this topic is going. So, Ted, yeah. what do we got this week? Um, So, if you listen to our last episode, the, the interview with Chris Druin, uh, referee in Michigan, PMAC uh, did a solo round with him, uh, but they did touch on the new rule, rest, quick restart rule that will be making its way into high school lacrosse. Uh, it's already in college, but now it's coming down to the high school level. Yep. Um, not to dive too deep. If you want to learn more about that rule, you can listen to the last episode. But just as a recap. Instead of if there's a if there's a turnover, instead of a uh, official saying, "All right, give them five, back up, give them five, they're just going to start the play when the offensive team or the the team that gets the ball picks it up. We're ready. Then it's it's live. And if if the defensive team is not with it, it doesn't give five yards or makes contact within five they get a flag. So now it's kind of like it's it's the responsibility of the player to kind of know what's going on. Yeah. And the ref is just going to err on the side of let's get the game started versus make sure everybody's set up. Yep. Um we I know we both personally love this rule just in in the game flow. Like it just I it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. of like you know what? Like it's not the defensive or it's not the offensive player's problem that you're you know you're not giving five yards. Like why penalize the team for being ready? Yep. Um, and that kind of sparked a conversation that we've had and we continue to have about how do we, you know, how do we continue to help our players learn how to win the whistle? Yep. So that's kind of the like the the phrase we use: win the whistle. And it's it's like being engaged enough in the game to understand what's happening so that we can get to the ball quickly, know what's going on. You know, maybe I'm one step ahead in the sub. I'm one step ahead getting to the ball. And those little, I guess, wins being a little bit quicker, being one step ahead, lead to goals, lead to possessions, lead to to wins of winning games. Yeah. And when you know a call is coming, too, like anticipating the whistle almost. Like, oh, that guy just got pushed to the ground. We're going to get the ball. Yeah. Um, if I'm the LSM, get off the field. Yeah. If I'm a short stick, yeah. push up the field or go get that ball, you yeah. know? And, 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 yeah, so those little, like, nuances of, like, knowing what's being called yeah, and understanding what's going to happen next so that I can make a decision a little bit quicker than the next guy being yeah. proactive versus reactive. We started having this conversation about like we as players, 
you go out and you play and then the ref makes a call and you do the next thing and then the goal gets scored and you do the next thing. And yeah. I mean, I rem- I don't know how you were as a player, but I remember being a player and, and you just go out and play and you just play the game as it gets played. When you become a coach, you start to, I mean, you're trying to orchestrate the players and get them to do what's in your head. Yeah. And I know I find myself calling the game as it's going. So I'll see a push, a blatant push from behind, a loose ball push against us, and I will immediately tell my guy to pick up the ball. Yeah. I'll be like, PMAC, pick that up, pick that up, we're going, we're going. Like, that's yeah. us, that's blue, that's blue, that's blue, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just because, you know, I'm trying to help my guys win the whistle. Yeah. Because I know there's going to be a numbers advantage if we do that. Right, right. Uh, But what if kids, you know, kids always ask or parents ask, like, how do we, how do I become a varsity player? How do I get better? How do I play in college? Yeah. Like learn the game well enough where you can see, like you understand what's happening so that you can play a little bit faster. Yeah. And, and not even faster of like, I run faster, but you already know what's coming before it's called. Yeah. So you see, I, I let's say I'm a midi and I'm on the off the far side of the field and there's a ground ball on the other side of the field and my guy gets blatantly pushed from behind the referee's arm goes up. There's a really, really good chance that that's probably a loose ball push against the other team. It's going to be our ball. Yeah. So instead of standing there and looking at the official and going, hmm, I wonder what he's going to call. Yeah. And then they go, it's blue ball or whatever. And then the whistle blows and you go, oh, crap, I have to either break up field or get off because I'm a D midi. Yeah. I could have already been off the field because I'm like, yep, that's a push, blatant push. I know it's coming. I'm already subbing. I'm already breaking up field, whatever, you know, your role is on the team. Yeah. That would be one thing that I feel like aside from like catching, throwing, shooting, footwork, kind of the basic fundamental skills. How do I become a better player? Know the game well enough so that you can be one step ahead. Start playing chess. Yeah. When everyone else is playing checkers. 100%. 100%. I mean, it's just, and it, I don't know. To me, it seems like the easy thing to do. Um, I do remember being a high school kid and not really caring that much about that. I never got into it that deep until I started yeah. coaching. Like, you know, when you're a player in high school, you, most kids are just like, I don't, I don't care about anything other than just going out and be with my friends and exercising and competing. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to them, but I, I know a lot of them want to win. A lot of them want to win. And this doesn't take athletic skill. This doesn't take, Oh, I need to up my squat 25 pounds this off season yeah. or, you know, get um, a harder shot, mm-hmm. become physically faster to make that varsity level you'll know what's going, so you'll be playing faster without being a better athlete or a better player. That, yeah. But this doing this will make you a better player. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, like, I saw a stat. This is a, it's a state of hockey, so I saw a stat about Wayne Gretzky. So, obviously, if, if anybody who plays hockey knows who Wayne Gretzky is, even yeah. if he wasn't in your era, he wasn't even really in my era, so, you know, he's before my time, but all-time. He's all-time. All-time great as far as, like, statistics go. Yeah. Multiple cups, all that. Wasn't really the most imposing figure on, in, ever to play, ever to, you know, put the blades on. Yeah. Uh, probably wasn't, like, the flashiest guy, didn't have blazing speed, didn't have a rocket of a shot. But 
somehow he finds himself on the top of every scoring list of all time. And, and yeah. people that have played with or against him have said he was always two steps ahead. He, he knew where to be, when to be there, so he didn't really have to be a better athlete. Yeah, Not that he wasn't a good athlete, but he didn't have to be a faster or stronger because he was already... He, he the puck was already in the back of the net before the people even realized the puck was going to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the stat was if you just took Gretzky's points from the 80s, only the 80s, he'd be third all time. Just the 80s. <laughs> That's just, just I think just, he started in like 82 or something. So he missed two years. I don't I don't know what it's something is. crazy but like, like that. And and I mean the 80s were definitely his like his prime years. Sure. So like it, it's a little bit it's kind of a misleading statistic, but yeah. like if you just take away the four or five years he played in the nineties and maybe a couple years in the seventies, he still would be third all time, taking up like you know a chunk of his career away. Yeah, uh, and that just baffles my mind because if you've seen Wayne Gretzky, you're like okay, you know, like he's not like a guy that you'd be scared crossing in a dark back alley. No, he's like what like a five ten buck sixty when he yeah. was playing, like yeah. nothing nothing crazy. Yeah, but. Silky mitts. Yeah, you know, obviously a, a very skilled great player. Great vision. But it's just, you Wait, know, there's Didn't a, he have, like, a crazy amount of assists, even? Yeah, like, it yeah. wasn't even... Yeah, he scored a crap ton of goals, but he got even more assists yeah. than goals. Yeah, and, and it's just... So, like, you don't have that kind of scoring prowess and, and points if you don't understand the game at a high level. Yeah. And, you know, that's just a good example of someone who, like, you kind of said it, like you don't need to be the ta- most talented player yeah. to be the most effective player if you understand what's happening. And we talked a little bit about this as well. Like, you know, if you're at a bigger program, you know, you might be skilled, but you might not get your opportunity to start on the varsity team as a sophomore. Like maybe you make the team as a sophomore, make it as a junior, yeah. but you know, the bigger programs, you might not really get to be a major contributor until you're a senior. So you have a choice, you know, you're at practice every day, you're doing that, but in the games, maybe you're not getting in very much. Yeah. You can stand at the end of the bench and, you know, option A, pout about it. Option B, be there physically, but not be there mentally. Or C, like, learn the like learn what's happening in the game. Yeah. And, and almost, you know, I, I kind of said this to you, was like, like, test yourself. Like, try to call the game as, like, before the ref calls it, if you hear a whistle, try to call that, play or that penalty or that whatever before the ref does and see if you're right. Yeah. And kind of start to train yourself to think like, Oh, I know it's coming. Um, and you know what? There's obviously one out of a hundred. You're like, there's no way that was a push on blue. That was definitely on white. And yeah. the, the ref gets it wrong. Human error, human error. But 99% of the time it's pretty clear what's happening. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I just think it's a distinct advantage for, players and teams to just learn how to understand what the calls are when the whistle and when the whistle and just be like, like be anticipate what the call is going to be and push transition out of it. hundred percent. Uh, I think that's a great topic. Um, I think it's a great tip and, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, players and coaches, um, you know, take, you know, do some action out of this, um, out of this idea and, you know, take it yeah. into the season. Yeah, especially with the new restart rules. Yeah. It it's, should be something you're practicing day one of just drills should be set up in a way that are, you know, going to help 
coach and um, you know give experience to getting to the ball quickly, winning the whistle, you know, being one step ahead. I like it. Yep. All right. Talk to you next time. All right. One more time.